in Dash de Barchi, in a yard where chopped wood was stored under tarpaulin, a group of local women was waiting for me. I had asked the elders of the neighborhood to invite the poorest women so that they might receive an aid handout of rice, flour, sugar, oil, and tea that would keep a household sustained for a month. Before the distribution, I sat with them and asked about their lives. All were widows, apart from two who were disabled. I don't have anyone to support me and no opportunity to work, one told me, the others telling similar versions. This wasn't something new that had started with the Taliban. It had been the problem in Afghanistan for decades. Women were infantilized, told they were only capable of bearing children and looking after the house. Yet at the same time, the men were slaughtering each other, leaving those women to fend for themselves while they lacked the skills to do so. As I talked with the women, dozens of men gathered around the fringes, goggle-eyed and still gripping the wheelbarrows they had brought to collect their wood. Now one of them piped up. Why is this aid only for women? He demanded. Men need help too. We have to work and support all the family. Why isn't this aid coming to us? I have seven children. I have never backed down from debates like this. I thrive on them. I walked over to where the men were standing and stood open-armed in front of all of them. Okay, so why did you have so many kids if you aren't able to look after them? I asked the man. And do you also allow your wife to work to bring in some extra money? For a moment, he was taken aback, not because he was ashamed of his choices, but because these were options he had never considered. But women aren't strong enough to work, he retorted. I turned to the women, who were sitting patiently waiting for their packages. They had watched the whole scene with a bemused sense of despair. What do you think, sisters? Are you strong enough to work? I asked them. One of the oldest caught my eye and raised her eyebrow. That guy wouldn't even be here if a woman hadn't been strong enough to give birth to him. She sighed. Talking with women of my grandmother's generation enthralls me. I see them as portals to a time when Afghanistan was at peace and our society was strong. Those of my mother's generation tell stories I can relate to. They lived through all the shifts and conflicts that have beset Afghanistan since the 1970s. Before my father died, I never considered my work as activism. I was a politician doing my job, but when I lost him, the trauma rewired my brain. In those early months after his murder, I would talk without stopping for hours. Someone might ask me what I had eaten for dinner, and I would answer by talking about food and then go off into tangents about Afghanistan's troubles. So I know that sometimes all that someone needs is a person who will listen. We sat together on hunks of chopped wood, the spring sunshine on our faces as we talked about the people we had lost. Husbands, fathers, brothers, and sons. And as the women poured out their stories, their pain and their hopes, I could almost see their burdens lifting. I might have been giving them food to survive, but emotionally they gave me far more than I gave them.